You uh, wanted to see me, Zach? Corelli, we got a situation here. Oh, what, what's up? Well, I've been giving this a lot of thought, and this web slinger is all over the place. He's not just in movies. He's in cartoons, comics, coloring books. I want to talk about all of it. So what what are you what are you saying exactly? Get me more podcasts of Spider-Man. More? We already released Spider-Man Minute five times a week. You don't think that's enough? There's seven days in a week, Corelli. Where's my Sunday Gazette, my Saturday edition? Uh, Weekend Bugle? Oh, I like that. But what if we called it The Weekend Bugle? Yeah, The Weekend Bugle, sure. Oh, and another thing. How do we start monetizing this stuff? I want a quarter every time somebody listens. Well, why don't we put The Weekend Bugle on Patreon? Patreon? Yeah, our listeners can go to duelinggenre.com slash support, become a patron for $5 a month, and gain access to The Weekend Bugle and all the other bonus podcasts we put on Patreon. Fantastic idea, Corelli. Glad I thought of it. They don't want us to be famous. Patreon will make us infamous. To Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate the movie Spider-Man one call screening minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Zach Luna. And I'm Heidi Bennett of Cabin Minute Cast. Yeah! Welcome, Heidi. Thanks for coming back. <laughs> Thank you for coming back on this historic episode. As I, I guess I alluded to yesterday, this is the real deal. We made it to 100. <laughs> Woohoo! Yeah. This is, yeah, 100 minutes. A whole movie. <laughs> It's a real movie now. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, we are talking about Minute 100, which begins with uh, the line ringing on the phone call. Yes. uh, And ends with uh, Mary Jane uh, not not really fully comprehending where she is right now. Like putting it mildly. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, I have lots of questions uh, for that when we get there. But um, first, uh, I I love that Peter is so excited and so relieved to hear Mary Jane's voice <sighs> that he immediately starts talking because it's not it's not one of those answering machines. That is like the trick where she's like, yeah. hello? Right. She's not doing this ah, on purpose. Just kidding. Yeah. I'm on you. It's my answer machine. Like, he's just so relieved to hear her voice that he immediately starts talking like she's really there. Oh, gosh. It's, it's, it's one of his, like, sweetest moments, I think. Like, mm-hmm. it's in a very dire circumstance, but it always kind of makes me go, oh, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I would do that. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> The, the other thing, too, uh, in this sequence that I get a kick out of is the fact that they chose to do this as a one So, like, he, um, I, I guess in yesterday's minute, he's frantically putting the coins in the, um, in the machine. But then from that moment on, uh, 
as the camera sort of slowly moves around during this period of realization, we never cut uh, right until the end of this sequence. So he, you know, it's a slow whole, push in, right? Yeah, just a slow push in where we're sort of, you know, moving around him and he he carries this whole concerned telephone conversation where he knows the other person isn't listening, but he really wants to get across to them into the moment where he hears the goblin into his moment of determination into like action to the next moment. And it's such a wide range of like emotional states to do. And he just does them just does them straight start to finish. It's great. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. To, to me, I think this is, this is as impressive to me as the, as the Willem Dafoe mirror thing. It's Um, really good. Cause it, it, it is, it is really good. And, and he's not, there's no one there. Like <laughs> he's not actually reacting to anything on set. He's just doing this. Perf- it, it's really good. It's really good. Uh, I, I, so this is, I don't mean to, there's no way for this to not sound name droppy. It's just going to sound name droppy. Make <laughs> peace with that. Uh, so this reminded me of a day that I, um, I was doing <laughs> background on scandal. And, uh, like in that episode, Lisa Kudrow from, um, you know, from friends and a million things, mm-hmm. uh, is like running a, a campaign for, she's trying to get elected for something. I don't know. So they needed people who looked like young, enthusiastic campaign helper people. So that was me. So like, there's this scene where Carrie Washington and Lisa Kudrow are talking back and forth and, uh, Lisa gets a phone call and I'm there like one of the people waiting with bated breath about what the news on the other end of the line is. And then Lisa tells us it's good news and we all react. Yay. And so in this scene, you know, we rehearsed it a couple times. We we're setting up for it. And uh, Carrie Washington says this thing because we've done one rehearsal and she comes up to Lisa Kudrow and she just kind of goes, I just want you to know you give real good phone. <laughs> and I like, I always respect an actor who can give real good phone. And like, we all laughed and Lisa was like, really like, you know, sweet about it and whatnot. But like, the more I think about it, the more I think that's a really key insight that like one of the hardest and most common things to do as an actor is to have to have a phone call with somebody who's not there mm-hmm. and sell it just for the sake of how many plots involve phones, how many people's lives involve phones, certainly today, even more so than then. And the ability to do that thing that Lisa did in the scene where you put the phone up to your ear and then you talk enthusiastically and react to a thing that's that you can't react to uh-huh. is amazing when it's done well. And Lisa did it effortlessly and Carrie was just like, I want you to know I admire that. And we were all just like, yes, yes, slay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I feel about this. I think I think Carrie would also tell tell mr toby mcguire that he gives good phone and yeah uh, <laughs> it's harder to do than it looks i'm sure oh. yeah no it's very it, i'm just watching it over and over here as we talk as you guys mm-hmm. yeah it it is impressive yeah, yeah. and it's uh, the other thing is he get he does so much in the frame without like moving out of it you know like pretty much in this type of shot your feet are locked to the ground you can't really move your shoulders very much Mm -hmm. because it's gonna mess up like the camera move and you know whoever's pulling focus on you and whatnot but he still seems like free and open and you can watch his like the way he leans into the phone and then moves away and his eyes going to the left and to the right and like he's so animated in a very contained space uh Mm -hmm. i just it's real good like this even the opposite yeah yeah even even his breathing 
is if you watch, mm-hmm. he when he first walks up to the phone, he first starts talking. He's kind of breathing a little heavier, and then he he starts to like calm himself down. And then when the yeah. goblin comes in, his ch- chest starts heaving just a little deeper and a little deeper. And you can tell uh, that he's getting more and more tense. Oh my and gosh! Breathing right. heavier. Yeah, uh, it's yes. really good. <laughs> that is excellent. This yeah. this scene is so good that I'm I'm almost positive that on the day when they recorded this, like Sam kind of looked at the monitors and went, oh, "We got to put another phone scene in the next movie." Like we gotta, uh-huh. like, <laughs> oh yeah, this kid gives good phone. Um, <laughs> I also just a super minor detail that I want I need to point out because I mm-hmm. forgot to in the last minute and and it's still here. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank the continuity gods. Um, <laughs> if you look on his face, like on his cheek that is open, there mm-hmm. are lines on it from him sleeping on his book. Mm. <gasps> oh, yeah, that's beautiful. Uh huh. <laughs> Yeah, they're definitely there. Oh yeah, that like is... those aren't. That's not scar. Those aren't scars or anything. No. That's that, yeah. that. Those are the lines you get on your face when you sleep, where you're not <laughs> supposed to be sleeping. <laughs> yeah, that's another thing about um, this movie that I liked is it's, I guess from, you know, when it came out and it, it's you know, not of, of today's superhero movies where everyone's so, mm-hmm. so, I mean, he, yes, obviously he grows in, in girth and, you know, goes through his quick puberty, you know, explosion, but there's not uh-huh. this super beefy, bulked out, you know, sculpted to perfection, um, look where nowadays yeah. he'd probably have quite a bit of makeup on as well. And, you know, it, mm-hmm. he looks very, he looks like who he is. It, it's mm-hmm. it's right. not a, um, I can't think of the word, but it's not a, um, super Hollywoodized version, I guess. We go to this well a lot, but, uh, it almost reminds me of the, the scene with, um, Christopher Reeve in, in Superman where he, uh, takes off his glasses and stands up a bit straighter and you can watch him transform into Superman and then back down into Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. That like the way he carries himself makes him, you not expect that he's a superhero. Like obviously Toby is in amazingly good shape for this movie, but he doesn't look intimidating in his like plain clothes thing. Like he's still like a kid in your school. That you'd be like, Oh yeah. You know, that nerd guy. Right. Like, you know right. him, the nerd, like the, it, it, he, he changes the way his physicality comes across in this moment and then changes it back to sort of intimidating at the end of it. Right. Like the, the Spider-Man that's, you know, staring ahead, uh, at the end of this sequence, um, when his breathing starts to slow is that guy that scared and, you know, beat up all those dudes in the alleyway. But the, the Peter that's standing there when he picks up the phone is the guy that people, you know, throw, balls of paper with balls of paper at on the bus and you know right. uh it, it's it's an impressive transformation even though it's subtle and small um mm-hmm. it's just <laughs> good job I, <laughs> this might be i this this might be his best scene in the movie to be completely honest yeah i i, I, want, I you know uh, like he's great in the whole thing but i yeah. i just really love this phone scene um yeah it's it's real good. It's, it's real, real good. good. 
It makes me wonder um, when they shot it, like in terms of the the shooting schedule, like how early they did this. Yeah, like, I don't know. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know. know if they did. I don't know if they started with location work and ended with set work, or if, mm-hmm. or if it was vice versa, or all mixed up, or what. Yeah. What the deal was, I'm not sure. Yeah, but he just understands the character so well at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm just, ah, oh, man, it's good. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, on, on the on the on the uh, opposite end of the phone call. Mm. I gotta, I gotta point out how creepy the the, the line <laughs> reading of "Can Spider Man come out to play?" I like he's like wh- like whisper. Can Spider Man come out to play? <laughs> like it's so creepy. Uh, yeah, it's uh, great. And then he cackles. You know, it yeah. is a one hundred percent cackle. There's no other way you could describe what he does. It's so good. Yeah. It's- <laughs> Like I know people make the joke about like oh you, you know Willem Dafoe should play the Joker one of these days but like he could do it like you, you listen uh-huh. to that laugh at the end of the line like oh no he could do it he could a hundred percent do it yeah oh, oh it's creepy it's good and creepy oh it's yeah like I think of um I mean a totally different character but something like his character in Wild at Heart you know he's just oh, sure. so, oh, slimy. oh god he's really good at, he's really good at playing that kind of yeah different but grow you know really ugh, nasty repulsive yeah. guy absolutely and um, scary scary you know both of them yeah, are very scary, scary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so okay <laughs> before we even get to the bridge <laughs> What do you guys think were the exact circumstances in which Mary Jane was kidnapped? Ooh. Mm. Um, she was getting off a shift at the cafe and he swiped her up. Oh, no, wait. What is she wearing? She's Never mind. wearing, she's like, a, yeah, that robe this, and pajamas, that is part of she? That is part of my question. <laughs> yeah. Wait, never mind. That makes no sense. No, nah, she is in PJs, uh, mm. but she's also in a robe. Right. And yes. and so my question, because the way I always thought of it until, you know, looking this critically is that, mm. oh, like she was asleep and he, he kidnapped her and then she woke up here. Um, mm. But she's wearing a robe. You don't sleep in a robe. Uh, and you don't sleep in your slippers either. Right. And she's got them. Right. So did he, did she, was she asleep? And then he like got a robe and slippers for her? <laughs> which is somehow worse. Like that's right. grosser. Yeah. Which, which, which it shouldn't be because like he's putting clothes on her. That should be oh. the opposite of gross and creepy. It should be like, here, you know, co- cover yourself up or whatever. I don't know. I just really don't like the idea of like her being unconscious and him like putting something on her foot. That's awful. <laughs> Okay, That's fair so, enough. so bad in my brain, and I don't want it there anymore. Well, the last right. time we saw him do something like this, we saw him do it, which was Aunt mm-hmm. May. So she yes. could e- just as easily be... We we haven't seen where she's living, right? Um, in Where MJ's living oh, yeah, right now? She mo- she's moved into the city at this point, right? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I guess... Because they describe it in the script, but they, they cut that... They cut that scene. That scene's not in the oh, movie. Oh, okay. Because um, um, in the in the script, if you remember, she was like living in like squalor, basically. Oh, yeah. 
So, um, yeah, I was kind of thinking he did something similar where he just, you know, not so subtly busted through the window and, you know, snatched her or something like that. Right. Oh, well, I guess she, she does have that. Sitting, he does have that. Cocoa or something. Did, the sleep right. gas. Yeah, he does he have the sleep gas. gas. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay, maybe she, she wasn't asleep. Maybe she is asleep because of the sleep gas. So maybe mm-hmm. she was getting comfy and then she was like, I can't sleep. I got to like, you know, make myself some, I don't know, hot cocoa or something. And so she got you up. You really want her to be drinking a warm drink? Yeah. So she like got up <laughs> to like, and she put on her robe because she had to get up and it was like cold downstairs or something. I don't know. Does her place have a downstairs? It was cold in the other room and she got her slippers because the floor is cold too. So she, it's because, it's because the other room where the kitchen is is cold on the floor like the linoleum or the tile it's tile it's a tile floor there it's like cracked and so you don't want to like walk on it with your bare feet because you know you don't know what's in there and you might like cut your foot or something so you wear mm. slippers around the house no matter what and it's cold so you put on the robe Can and I when just... she went <laughs> to get the tea or whatever goblin gas done <laughs> i just i just realized something that uh i need to i i need to point out um <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know. Did we did we point this out last week that this is Black Friday? Oh, oh no. no, no, we did not. Yeah, this is oh. Black Friday. That's what this <laughs> is. Because this is the day after Thanksgiving. This is the the, the evening. Right. The yeah the uh, night the night after Thanksgiving is what this oh, is. Boy oh um, boy. Yeah, this uh. is worst Black Friday ever. Um, also, <laughs> also, this is the end of November, and she's wearing nothing but a robe. Oh, in New York. I yeah. know. She would what? be right. Like I know you have to point that out cuz you're in you guys are in California, <laughs> but the end of November, she would be she'd have hypothermia. I mean, this would be freezing. She'd be dead already if she's been yeah. up there more than like 20 minutes. She's <laughs> <laughs> dead already. <laughs> I mean, she'd be real cold, real cold. Yeah. Yeah, she's oh, not boy. quite. I mean, at least the the freeze frame that I have right now, she's looking mm-hmm. uh, not quite as chilly as um, in her rain scene where it looks like everything's mm-hmm. poking Fair, out, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so to speak. Uh, well, well, well. <laughs> so she's not shivering. Keeping, is what you mean? She's not shivering. Yeah, sure, sure. I don't see something's any keeping shivering. her warm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she seems to be wearing a legit bra though. Yeah, this time. Yeah. So good on There's you. that. Yeah. yeah. Which oh, that makes less sense, though. Actually, not to get too weird about I, it, but like, no, I know. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. point out. So, yeah. so what? You're too good for a bra in the alley, and you go to bed wearing one. Like, you sleep and what is why that? Why did you do that? No, no. You, Where, we, where's your comfort knows, levels, Mary Jane? When, you, when you get up to get your, you know, hot chocolate, you have to put on a bra before you put on your robe and before everything. You it's know, just part of actually, the. Yeah. So you okay? So Scott, you have the script. Or, mm-hmm. Okay, so you said that it says that she lives in squal. Like her apartment is described as like rundown. Oh yeah, apartment, it's, right? It's junk. So yeah. actually, it makes sense if it's Black Friday and she's in her apartment and it's a junky apartment. It's probably really cold even in her bed, like Ooh. in her bedroom. So she's probably go. layering. To stay warm, oh, and that's why she's wearing a like there, there we go. There we go. Ah. That makes sense of everything she's wearing. <laughs> so we, we get to the bottom of all the mysteries here <laughs> on Spider-Man. 
No, no, that makes perfect sense because she wears the bra just for that little extra layer of warmth. And then mm. she takes it off during the day. She's just like, Jesus, my whole body hurts from wearing this all night. <laughs> totally. <laughs> that makes total sense. Yeah. It really does. There it is. <laughs> uh, MJ, pragmatic, uh, pragmatic yeah. sartorial decisions. Well, uh, that's what we know her for. <laughs> I had a question about this, which is where, where is the goblin... Are we supposed to believe that he dropped her off at this precarious position and then went back to her apartment to wait for him, for Peter to call? Like, (laughs) and then interject the phone call? I don't think so. I think he was waiting in her apartment for him to call. But she, but she was with him. She was just asleep. Like he she knocked her out and just had yeah. her. Yeah. And okay. now, and now he <laughs> has set the trap. He's put her on the bridge, and is just kind of like floating around nearby, waiting for Spider Man <laughs> to show up. Gotcha. <laughs> to okay. be fair, though, I think I do prefer the version of events where he kidnaps her, drops her off, and then hurries back home to get the phone call from Spidey. But stops, but stops and gets a newspaper first. So he has right, like, yeah. you know, some reading material while he waits. And then he's and then he has to screen every phone call because he yes. only wants to answer when Peter's the one. And he can't have the line being busy. Yeah, no. He's he's had to listen to like MJ's mom leave a message, like, why didn't you go Black Friday shopping with me? Um, and, uh, and, and then finally gets to, gets to Peter. And I just imagine him hearing the beginning of the message and just getting up and rubbing his hands together. <laughs> he's like, oh yeah. And he, Here he comes. pulls up his what little, am I gonna say? his little notepad of like quip, quip ideas, you know, can uh, Spider-Man come out and play? Uh, then <laughs> like, <laughs> mom says you gotta come home, Spidey. No, that's not it. Uh, can I, can I? <laughs> You gotta, you gotta put away all your toys. No, no, no. Can, can Spider-Man come out to play? Yeah, got it. Okay, ready. And then he, then he picks up the receiver. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, uh, so Mary Jane, the way this is shot is so visceral oh. of her waking up and almost falling off the edge. I I get the I I don't I don't know what you call them but like as a kid growing up my my mom always called them the oopsie dropsies. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, you know. <laughs> you know that that feeling that you get when you get like that vertigo, like vertigo like in your body, that like weak feeling that you get. Um that's what that's what she always called them. The, you mean the call of the void? Yes, I guess. Call of the Void. That's yeah, so pel- much la- more dramatic and epic. Than- yeah, I, I'm not yeah. saying it right, but that's like what they called in French. Like when you're standing on a balcony and you get an urge in your a weird urge in your stomach, you're like, "What if I jumped?" Like that uh-huh. weird feeling. Yeah. Oh, la- see, see, I get that. I get that feeling. I definitely get that feeling. But then I also get mm. the feeling of uh, in oncoming traffic or yes, yes, yeah, where where you just like like I could just turn the wheel and just drive straight into the oncoming traffic. Like I have the power to do that right now. Yeah, I don't or want to, I could, but I could. I don't want yeah. to. Yeah, but I could. Or I could turn the other way and go off the hill, you know, you know, into the ether and just like, yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. That's that same. It's, I think that's that same French feeling. That you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like intrusive thoughts. It's like a psychological phenomenon. It's like, mm-hmm. 
it's it's more unhealthy if you don't have them i think is the last i oh. heard on it like if you don't every once in a while have a, a feeling it's like why would i think that that's not a yeah. thing that i should right. be thinking it's like i think it's your brain just like testing things or something I don't know. <laughs> um but yeah every time i watch this scene because of the way they reveal that she's on the bridge where you uh. don't really understand it until she almost falls off and you're like oh, holy crap um yeah. it oh man just it gives me that the the tingles uh yeah, of, it, of the of the uh, um, kind of yeah what's another good ter- vertigo that also might be a applicable I, term i here. see i always have trouble with vertigo because vertigo i just picture as like a, a dolly zoom uh that uh, vertigo sure. <laughs> yeah. um so I'm like, no, it's not vertigo. It doesn't. My vision yeah. doesn't look like a dolly zoom. That's not true. <laughs> but yeah, yeah my, my dad never really explained it to me. But he used to say, like, as a child, he was diagnosed and he got vertigo. Like, so if we were like driving up like mountain passes or something like that, he would feel nervous about the edge or something. It's something about being close to drops or the feeling of the like the drop. The Man, oopsie dropsies. Yeah, the oopsie dropsies. Got it. All right, good. Yeah. That's the technical term, I think, medically speaking. Really... Thanks, mom. Yeah. yeah, see, I would just call it the whoa, 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 whoa. You know? Yeah. 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 Oh, no. Oh, God. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, if, you, if you've... This is a good litmus test for it. Like, if, if you have any sort of, like, apprehension about heights you mm. will kind of like get a jolt in your gut during mm. this sequence because it Wah-ha. and i i know they didn't do it i know they didn't put her up there you know i've seen the behind the scenes videos right. uh, you know i know they they built the portion of the bridge on a soundstage but man it's still it's good ah and it's not, the, it's not the just fan, the reveal, it's the car. Yeah, yeah the sound well, of the, the car. The, the fans they have going on her are at the perfect speed to feel like she's just, like, it's strong enough but subtle enough to be like, oh, yeah, she's just high up. Like, it's yeah. it's really good. It looks really good. Movie yeah. magic at its best. Uh, yeah, they, they um, what whatever money they saved on the Spider-Mannequin day, they put towards the wind effects on this day. They were like, you know what? We're going to nail it. <laughs> we can only nail it on one day. Let's have it be the uh, the bridge sequence. Right. And, <laughs> Fair enough. The Spider-Man. Uh, so, 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 Heidi, do you remember uh, seeing this movie for the first time? I do. I definitely do. I remember being excited to go see it. Mm. I remember that it being a Sam Raimi movie made it, you know, doubly appealing to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I definitely saw it in the theater. I remember recognizing that the, that the score was by Danny Elfman. You know, I was like, Ooh, like, you know, yeah. I feel that excitement and mm-hmm. was a big fan of, of him. And I remember, just how I enjoyed how quickly it got right into the storytelling. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I counted it out today. It's like by minute 11, he's bitten by the spider. Like it, they yeah. waste no time and it's really yeah. nice, compact storytelling. That's definitely what we were really impressed with going through it one mm-hmm. minute at a time. We're like, wow, we're already here? My God. <laughs> it's such Things a relief. Happening. It's such a relief <laughs> when you choose a movie. You, nev- you know, you get a gut feeling this is going to be something I want to look at a minute at a time. But mm-hmm. oh, just mm-hmm. to go, oh, yes. 
things are moving yeah. along. Yeah. <laughs> There's things to unpack. But yeah, I, I remember just really that gleeful feeling of like when he goes, and how oh, like, yeah. oh, I can imagine what this feels like. I feel like I'm along for the ride of discovering I am turning into some sort of Spider-Man, you know, that was really fun and then funny. And, you know, it's definitely there's the, you know, um, kind of, like I said, sort of the puberty moments that happen as he's discovering and, you know, is not letting his aunt into the room and all that kind of stuff and looking down and seeing his body grow and all those little things. But it's just nice and subtle and funny. It's not like overly you know, gross. Yeah. Uh, it's sort of got a wholesomeness to it. And it, and it did remind me, cause I really, really remember. Uh, so I, I'm definitely a kid of the seventies. I remember mm-hmm. the excitement of seeing Superman. Yeah. And I really, it did have a, a, just a, just a nice feel, you know, similar sort of a feel to that Superman excitement of, of um, going in and, and, having that movie magic happen, you know, you're sitting in the theater and then you're letting yourself go into this world. And then even him, you know, running towards the, um, the place of trouble and kind of pulling open his shirt to, to reveal his costume (laughs) underneath. It's just like, ah, you know, it just felt very (laughs) thrilling and just fun and swoopy and exciting. And, and I remember him, you know, we can, you know, things age, of course, over time. But I remember the effects at the time feeling like seeing him learn how to, to use his, his webs and really, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of awkwardly at first, and then gracefully as time goes by, use those to go from building to building was really fun and exciting. And yeah, I just felt like I was there with him, kind of, breathing along with him i just really enjoyed it a lot well i mean what's that um the tagline for um the the donner superman you will believe a man can fly Mm -hmm. it was it's like that but for web slinging you know like you you get it i i I think we don't give enough credit to the film you know we're we're quick to talk about all sorts of things we love but um to just praise the fact that for a lot of people the first time you like got the appeal of the whole web slinging thing. Like you saw it and it was awesome. Like mm-hmm. you could, you could get what was cool about it the same way you sort of got what was amazing about the idea of Superman. When you saw Christopher Reeve fly, you go, you know, in, in the gut of you, you connect to it, um, mm-hmm. which is beautiful. I think. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, two things about that. One is I think I, 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 I doesn't really happen much anymore that I can remember, but I do recall often having those dreams where I can fly. Yeah. And I think it really evokes that, what that might be like with, because it's also, even though it's (laughs) fanciful, you know, if there's some, some sort of grounding of reality and, oh, I can see where if I had something like this and it gripped onto things, like you can see the mechanics of it. It kind of makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally, totally. And then, yeah. what was I going to say? The other thing, I can't remember. <laughs> so, one thing, I guess, because the other thing flew out of my mind, but... Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I guess that's all we got. Uh, yeah. Heidi, thanks so much for, uh, for joining us. Um, why, don't you, uh, why don't you tell people 
uh, where they'll be able to find uh, Cabin Cabin Minute when uh, when yeah. it premieres uh, next month. So it's going to pr- premiere <laughs> the first Monday of October. We are still, yeah, super excited about it. We're already, you know, recording our episodes and <laughs> I'm going to record more next uh, tomorrow and, and, and it's going, you know, well. We've got kind of the, the new podcast jitters a bit, but it's been so <laughs> fun so far. Um, but uh, I know we will have a website, but just to guarantee that I'm pointing you to something where you can actually connect with us, I'll point everybody to our Twitter account. So we're at mm. cabin minute cast so at mm-hmm. cabin minute cast on twitter and on instagram and then eventually we'll be on the you know we'll have a website but that's where i'll make the announcement for when the first episode drops and all mm-hmm. that all that good stuff yeah. and and you're you're very active on your on your twitter so i yeah. should say like i i'm not as active because i i just don't have the time um <laughs> side effect of too many podcasts but uh but but yeah because you've just got the one right now you're you're very focused and and you are able to tweet a lot and so it's it's a fun follow so if you you like cabin in the woods and you're interested in the podcast i recommend uh following it on twitter for sure cool thanks yeah i, I definitely like to mm-hmm. use twitter and instagram as a place to really be social and and kind of mm-hmm. highlight what other people are doing and since the podcast isn't up yet i've also been like tweeting and sharing you know cool kind of creepy artwork and stuff like that and mm-hmm. i really like to you know, share what other people are up to too. So thanks. Yeah. You can, you can already feel sort of the personality that the show is going to have, even though it doesn't really exist yet. So, <laughs> um, so, so, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's good. Uh, definitely, definitely go follow that and, and check out the show when it premieres. I'm really excited about it for sure. Yeah. Likewise. <sighs> Yay. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. And, uh, and of course, uh, you can find us in all of the, the normal places. If you're on Facebook, make sure that you have joined the friendly neighborhood, uh, listener group on Facebook, uh, because we will, uh, that's where all of our great, you know, discussions and things like that all come up over there. It's a lot of fun. Uh, lots of goofy jokes. It's lot, Yeah. <laughs> a lot of goofy jokes and a lot of me posting images from, uh, old Spider-Man comics that I find, uh, hilariously dated. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and yeah, so all of that. And then of course, uh, this weekend we'll, we'll Nick, uh, Zach and I will be doing another, um, Weekend Bugle. So yeah. uh, go check out our Patreon page, duelinggenre.com slash support. If you go there, support us at the $5 level or higher. And as a thank you, you will gain access to all of the exclusive content on our Patreon, including the Weekend Bugle, which is the Patreon exclusive podcast where Zach and I talk about all things Spider-Man. Usually we have like some sort of main topic and then we talk about uh, other things. Uh I guess uh, the the last episode of uh, Weekend Bugle that uh, aired, um, you would have heard me pitch uh, my idea for a fourth Spider-Man movie uh, to to Zach, which we hinted at um, a couple weeks ago during the the, the tail end of the Thanksgiving scenes. Uh, So I actually pitched him an idea that I had for a fourth. Sam Raimi, Tobey Maguire, Kirsten Dunst, uh, Spider-Man movie set 20 it's years later. It's a lot later. of fun. Yeah. Oh, it's so fun. Yeah, so if, so you, if that's something that you want to hear, uh, those are the kinds of things that we're going to be, we talk about on that show. And uh, that's 
That's every other weekend while the show is on. And then during our hiatus, we'll be doing it every week. So, yeah, sweet. Uh, so go, go check that out. Duelinggenre.com slash support. And uh, we will be back on Monday with episode 101. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye.